0: And good morning and welcome back to the program. Of course, Tracy Morgan with you. Now, this is our half hour that we are going to spend with Dr. Jason Gouliou. And we're going to be talking primarily about ticks and and the thought of getting tested and the testing procedures and and how this can result into other things and just feeling ill. So that's what we're going to focus on today. Dr. Jason. Now, before we welcome him into the program, let me just run through very quickly how you can listen to us because you do have us on the radio, 680 AM, 107.5 FM. You have the WISR app that you can look for and download to any of your devices. You have your Alexa powered devices that you can just simply say, Alexa, play WISR 680, and that should get us up there for you. And then you can listen to us online. So online, there are two different options. One, you can listen live and that would be WISR680.com. The button is right there, self-explanatory. It just says, listen live. The other option is if you have to leave us and you want to come back for this information, what you can do is go to our website. In the menu bar, you pick programs. Drop that down to let's talk, and then you would look for Dr. Jason Goulou, and that's where our discussion will be. All right, all right, Dr. Jason, how are you? Nice to see you again.
1: I'm doing great. How are you? Yeah.
0: Do I say tis this season or not? Because when we talk about ticks, and we've done this before many a times, it feels like we're in a certain season of the year. But I know we've checked our dogs throughout the year, and they will occasionally get a tick on on themselves.
1: Yeah, I Is brought th- I yeah. brought a handful of or armload of wood in for the wood burner. I don't know, like two months ago. Yeah found a tick on you know lola so um you know they're always probably like present in this area you know i mean the number one thing everyone like who's local needs to remember is that like this is endemic like hardcore endemic i mean like i mean (laughs) bother count is like the bullseye on the um, map like you know you have like the concentric rings around but like we're like in the middle of it and i didn't know that until i got exposed all my my years ago because it wasn't something that was discussed but um you know there's i think what we need to talk about is number 1 this is now when they're going to be really 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 like jumping i guess or biting and so um you know attaching whatever the term mm-hmm, is the yeah. best term is because everyone has their own terminology with it doesn't matter they attach and then that's when the problems begin and I I don't see, and, and and again, I know what Google says, and I know what everything says, and I know what ILADs say, and I know what, like, you know, like the um, CDC says and everything else. But I really prefer to see what I say what I see, you know, and like Your what I've, right, because, mm-hmm. like, you know, the observation and my own experience tells me that most of those are incomplete, most of those, like, bits of data, that information is incomplete. And, you know, whatever reason that it just is, because, like, it just, I see it every day. And I'm talking, like, literally every single day. Um, You know, last night, probably two new ones were Lyme cases. I have to confirm that, but I would really suspect hardcore that they are. Um, So that being said, I'll give you the traditional, um, you know, what the medicine side says. And then I'll, you know, give you my version of what I see on like when something happens, when you get attached. So when you get, first thing, let's say this, when you're outside now, check your hairline, your face, your neck, um, armpits, you know, groin, you name it, check it all. Okay. Um, And then if one is attached, you can take a tweezers and just like simply, you don't pull up, you pull like parallel to the skin. Okay. Like real quick, go to the head and it'll come real easy. I mean, like it's not hard. You don't have to worry about it. Like, you know, you want to get down with the tweezers down to the head of it and just like right across the skin and, it'll, and real quick, you know, and it will come. And then you, I mean, you can save it get it tested if you want. I mean, like some people do that, you know, I've never done that because, like, I, I actually assume, I make the assumption that every one of these things has something that's not good that's going to give you, and you know, potentially it like, can infect you with something. Because, you know, tick borne illness is a better, better term than Lyme disease, you know, like because Lyme disease indicates that you have a bacteria called Borrelia burgdorferi and there's like, depending on what you read, 300, 400, 200 different versions of this, you know. Um, and it doesn't matter like how many there are. I mean, it's, it's a bacterial infection. That's a spirochete, which means that it like drills into the tissue. Um, And it behaves in what we would, I say we would call parasitic manner. So it kind of like starts to tear into tissue and break it down pretty quick. Um, And then, you know, people assume that you have to have a bullseye lesion, which is like that classic, um,
0: rash rash so yeah cool it's it. it's yeah. and
1: and and if anybody ever like wants to see a classic one like i have my picture of the one i had <laughs> and um it's like as classic, classic as you can get mm-hmm. you know but it's interesting because you know and you know and i know i've, I've mentioned this or talked about this many times just over the years because it's been a decade now um and i should say it'll be a decade that i've been symptom-free completely symptom-free, you know, from after my exposure, which was, you know, a pretty horrendous experience. And it's important
0: to note, when you say symptom-free, you were going paralyzed. Yeah, like, so, basically, I mean, like, yeah, I big, mean, like,
1: my symptoms weren't just, like, oh, I felt kind of sick. Right. My symptoms were my face was paralyzed. I could barely get out of bed, and, like, my joints felt like they were on fire. I felt like someone was stabbing a knife in my face. I mean, I had the neurological component, like, trigeminal, which is the facial, or cranial number five, Um, you know, they cut that nerve to like stop it from, you know, causing people pain. So I didn't get mine cut. But that being said, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, just like a little feeling kind of lousy. So um, if you do have the attachment, you pop it off and then you want to clean that attached area. Okay. So soap, water, whatever. Now, what we do in like the alternative medicine world is we'll utilize um, an essential oil, either clove. So like clove oil, you can get from like, the company that I like for essential oils is actually called Plant Therapy. um, And you can buy them from their website. You know, they're not affiliated with any kind of like downline thing, you Mm -hmm. know, like, so, and and I know it's kind of funny because like essential oils have this like aura of like, I don't know. People don't understand them one bit. Okay, so the real simple way to understand essential oils when you come down to like what they really do is an essential oil is like a concentrated um, bit of matter from the plant itself. So it's very concentrated. And, you know, you can use something like clove for gum pain. Like if you have like a toothache or something like that, you'd put clove on a Q-tip right in your mouth and it, it'll go away. I mean, it will take the problem away, but right. it'll feel better. Right. So anyway, um, plant therapy has a product called germ fighter and it's a version of like Young's living as thieves. And I think doTERRA is, uh, oh, I can't remember what doTERRA is, but anyway, um, it has clove as a primary ingredient. So what we do is we put clove directly on that wound Okay, now you don't wanna put it in your eyes. I I have to say this because like, I I don't know why, but I do, don't put it on your eyes, don't get it in your, you know, like your nose, all that kind of fun stuff, Um, because it'll burn, okay? It won't hurt you per se, but it'll burn like crazy. Like, it's kind of like a concentrated essential, like oil, Mm it's like really thick and viscous. So they've shown like in studies that it does help to really prevent the spread of that bacteria. So you get it on there. And then the next step depends on where you go. And like, I guess what your like, traditional medical care would be either you like go tradition of medicine or you go to somebody in my fashion or my world. Okay. So in traditional medicine, you go to the doctor and you explain it and they give you a 10, 21, 28 day do- um, cycle of doxycycline or amoxicillin. Then they say you're all better and that's it. So, you know, from my perspective, I don't do that, okay? So, like, what I do is a variation of that with herbals and things, okay? And so, I can present that if someone wants to know what that is. But, um, so, either way, I do think you should treat, even if it was attached for, like, a little tiny bit, okay? So, one of the big misnomers of this is that it has to be attached for, like, 24, 48 hours, that was never established anywhere anytime ever. Okay. That was said at some point way back in the seventies and like never, ever, ever, ever validated. So that by itself is like, just not legitimate. Okay. So like, Oh, it was only on for so long that, that is like, those are dangerous words. You know what I mean? Like So that's number one I want to get across, you know, and like, you know, you can find sources that back that up, but no studies that back it up, you know, basically like, because how in the world would you study that, you know? So I think it's logical to assume that, you know, you understand what it does when it attaches. When it first attaches within the first few minutes, it hasn't gotten deep enough to the dermal layer to get it itself, like it's um, vomit injected, basically. You know to sound like you know real graphic it basically like attaches regurgitates the dissolved tissue then sucks your blood you know fun right it's just really gross um when i do pass on and i if i end up going to heaven i'm gonna that's one of my first questions what was the point of a tick i mean like <laughs> yeah, right. i mean i don't know like <laughs> i process? i can't even i mean i <laughs> I have a great deal of respect, ironically enough, for these little bugs because they're survivors, man. I mean, like, it's amazing, like, that you can, like, freeze these things and then they'll wake back up and then, uh, you know, find a a heat source and bite you or, like, try to feed. So that being said, um, I really think that, you got to get it within that first hour to be like a hundred percent sure it didn't do anything. Okay. So with your, if it's on for more than an hour, like you're probably like, you got to deal with it. So what I'll do is run a cycle of about, and again, it depends on the case. If I know them, you know, if I don't know them, like if I've treated them before, if they had Lyme before, right. If they had other issues, other sicknesses, other illnesses, and then I will then test the patient no matter what. Okay. So like, um, after a 30 day period, I'll run a Western blot, which is not traditionally run first in medical care. They run a Lime titer. Now the CDC says you should run it. So medical doctors run it. I'm not bound by that fashion. So I run the proper data in my opinion. And then again, this is all opinion. So like, it is what it is, you know, like either you believe me or you don't, that's all there is to it. I mean, I've got a lot of experience with it and i see it all the time so i run the lime titer or i'm sorry <laughs> the western, western blot. blot sorry yeah western <laughs> blot a test called a cd57 which is an immune test and then i'll just run your a regular general lab data and then at that point if we see it clear and the immune system doing good we're good to go and it's cool you know like all right we we got this it's that you know and so if you're talking a cash investment, you're ba- you're basically in, you know, three, 400 bucks total. Okay. Versus like, I know, you know, insurance covers like in medical offices, mm-hmm. but to me, from what compared to what I went through, I'd have paid 10 times that to understand if I was better or not at that point, right before I got sick. Now I do want to throw a caveat out there as far as my exposure. Mine was from a spider. And like, when I say that I will literally get emails tomorrow saying that couldn't happen, Dr. J you're full of it. It did. Okay. Like <laughs> it's a reality, look it up, read it. And like, if you want to like read real deep in it, Dr. Stephen Buhner writes a pretty good book, um, about Lyme disease, um, very well researched, like legit, real good book. Um, so that being said, spiders, fleas, ticks, flies, mosquitoes can all carry. Now it always depends on like, and I guess this even kind of like, you know, this isn't people's mind because of COVID it's about like, we talk viral load with COVID, you know, you talk about like, okay, the amount of bacteria that you were exposed to, what did that, did that tick or animal just feed? okay? Did it drop off of a bird? Did it come off of a mouse in your house? Like, you know, understanding that like, was it a nymph? Was it older, right? Like, you know, did it halfway feed and fall off and get you, you know, because those are all pieces of it. So like, let's say you could never know any of that. So therefore you're coming into this bite that was there less than 48 hours thinking you're okay with, without any idea what the animal did prior to you. I mean, it's, you don't know that. So like, you couldn't know like where that animal was or what it fed on and Like, did it feed on an infected? If it was feeding on something infected just before you, guess what? That moment that thing attaches and gets that dermal layer and through the dermal layer, you're infected. That's it. Like, and I wish it wasn't so because it's scary to get it. And like, believe me, I've been through it, but at least we know how to deal with it.
0: Well, and when you talk about the testing, uh, someone else had explained it to me this way. They said, let's just say that the first test that you were talking about, the that traditional doctors give or offer mm-hmm. because of the CDC and, and, and whatnot. Let's say that they're looking at four lines of data. But with the Western blot, you're actually looking at, let's just say, for example, like 15 lines of data, you're going to get more data out of the Western blot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually like a really good way to think about it. I mean, like the Western blot provides you with what's called banding data and it parses the bacteria to like its bands. And if anyone ever did like Chromatography and chemistry, it's kind of the same thing where you put that in, it sucks it up and you see the layers of the colors and that's mm-hmm. how you tell what chemicals are in there right. or like when you're testing like herbal components there you get spikes in your chromatography or things like that. That's exactly what it is and so it is much more accurate and precise. Now, again, there's nuances in any testing, you know, that's why you have to have someone who's like seen, seen them a lot, I think, you know, like who's been privy to a lot of data and you know, that's why I prefer to take my own observation over what someone tries to tell me. Like, especially like, I think that's <laughs> that's a lesson for every one of us, I think, especially even now, like we need to like stop taking like everyone else's word for something and like see our own like experience and understand it because that's what matters. Um, Cause otherwise, you know, you could miss something And you can either be, like, happy about it in the wrong way or afraid for the wrong way. You know, it's it's just a matter of, like, you take the data for what it is, which is, okay, you have a severe infection. Now, oftentimes, that's not the first exposure when you're in Western PA. You know, like, it's possible that, you know, every one of us if we grew up here, you know, and I only, I lived away for like four years, you know, so I was pretty much a a native of the area, you know, from the time I was born. Um, I will agree that like, I never thought about them until, you know, when I got exposed really like, cause like, which is something that I thought about because like, you know, I think we're looking at, you know, one argument or one discussion, I guess, is that we're the biggest mammals on the block now. OK, so, you know, you go back years and years ago, you had herds of like large animals that were roaming and feeding, right, or eating. And so they're, they're not there anymore. So they're looking like these animals look for a food source, which is us, uh, deer, you know, things like that. Right. So, you know, the, arg- and then the second argument is we're encroaching on territory and all that stuff. And I mean, I guess all of those are possible, um, you know it's it's possible that we just never thought about or talked about it before. Yeah, you know, what I mean, like, you know, it's just, it's, I think anything is, so.
0: Well, give us the, the range of what people feel before they finally go get tested, because we were talking about this off the air before we started our discussion about some people that we know that will complain about how they feel for a very long time, and that could be years before they decide, oh, let me get tested for Lyme, and it turns out to be Lyme.
1: Right, and so, you know, basically, like, A lot of what I see is that chronic side and, you know, people come in because they're having just a myriad of symptoms and like you can have um, brain fog, headaches, joint pain. Joint pain is pretty classic. Joint swelling, you know, and it migrates and it's random, you know, body rashes. Um, You get you know, muscle fasciculations, meaning the muscles twitch. And it's, and it, and, and a lot of it isn't bad enough to like stop you from living your life and you don't even look that bad. You know, like, I mean, what I mean by that is like, one of the problems with this disease is all, you know, to, to call it is that you look okay and you can function. And so most of the time, like people come in like a person yesterday, um, that has, chronic neck, upper back, thoracic spine pain, just all tight and everything like that. So she wanted to come in to be like tuned up or treated, right? To get on a maintenance protocol there. But she said, you know, I was looking at your website and, you know, I read your story and um, I had exposure. And she said, I've been diagnosed with fibromyalgia, anxiety, depression and everything. And, you know, and she's like, I know that that exposure got me years ago. And I said, well, okay, I hear you and I believe you because I had it and I see it all the time. I said, but what we'll do is we'll decide how we're going to test it. Because, you know, you can have the bacteria that lies somewhat dormant in the system. And I mean, and it's just like any other infection that your body can handle until something like hits you stress wise or like there's a tragic event or a good, even a good event in your life, whatever, like stress is stress. And so then you can have an activation because that's what these things do. And I think most of the time what happens is you get treated traditionally, you're symptomatically pretty symptom asymptomatic, you don't feel too bad and you're fine. And then like a few months down the road, you'll feel kind of like tired and fatigued, you know? And you're like, man, I'm really wiped out. I feel like I'm tired. And then it kinda lasts and it lasts and it lasts. And then you start to feel like achy and you're like, you know, you're just like, oh man, I gotta, you know, I'm starting to get achy. Then you get real sore, you know, then you start to get like pain and like and then there's some like missing some things at work, some brain stuff, you know, and it's like it's subtle. It's usually not heavy. I mean now, um in kids, I see like giant joint swelling, you know, like the knee will blow up, you know, or like you'll see an elbow blow up. So you're pretty much, yeah, that's probably Borrelia. Um, But it doesn't seem like adults get that that often. Now we do need to touch on the co-infective components because we have like 10 minutes, I think. So, you know, you have in that a lot of possible co-infection, opportunistic infections. So you have Bartonella, which is another piece of a a bacteria, Babesia, Ehrlichia. And then you can have mycoplasma, mycotoxins, Epstein-Barr, other viral infections that become opportunistic after you had it when you were like, Oh, I had mono when I was a kid, you know? And so the longer that an infection goes, the more likely you have to deal with like multiple layers of that, you know? So, um, you know, and, and, and people get real specific. And I, what I mean by that is the practitioners will be like, oh, that's Bartonella or that's Babesia or that's whatever. Like, that's really hard to tell in my opinion, you know, like, cause like, like, oh, you get headaches with Bartonella. Okay. Headaches, right? Well, I had a headache and I didn't have Bartonella or, you know, like, um, so That may be true, but it may not be. So if you're just treating on a symptom, then you have to be careful just by treating on a symptom. Now, what I will do in a case like that's super chronic, you know, like that we know has testing in the past. I'll bring it in and show me. I won't repeat some of that testing again because I'm like, all right, you know, we need to go further into this. So um, in... Most traditionally treated Lyme cases that I treat, and again, this is my observation over like, you know, the decade that I've done Lyme, people caring for people with Lyme disease. Um, You'll see either short-term or long-term antibiotic usage. We know that antibiotics do several things that are good and several things that aren't so good. And the things that aren't so good is that they destroy your microbiome or really really interrupt it, which is like basically the normal bacteria in your GI system, which are supposed to be a balance in there. And that's called dysbiosis. And then on top of that, they do create a candida issue, which is, again, the yeast in your gut. Now, something that people don't think about very much is that, We live in an area with a lot of older homes and older buildings, okay? And those older homes and older buildings typically have mold. And that mold is usually okay until you get sick. And when you get sick and you're exposed to those molds or mycotoxins, they start to affect you too. And I see that as a coupled component. And I can show that on lab work. Like, that's not a question. You can show that via, like, blood work. You can show that via, like, urinary – urine urine testing. And so – I often will double that up to, well, like, look at the patient's mold exposure, if they have something, you know, like, um, because some uh, and it's, and it's, I've seen a lot of cases that Borrelia was clean. It was clear, you know, like I would be like, all right, I wouldn't treat this, but your mold numbers are crazy high and you're, that's why you're still sick, you know? So like, um, you know, if you're on antibiotics for like two or three years. That's pretty heavy duty, and that's and that's that's something I hear all the time, you know. Like and and I find that fascinating that someone would do that, but people do it. So, you know, those consequences are real with it. And so, that being said, you need to understand, in a case it's been like that, what does the microbiome look like? You know, I mean, have you just kind of completely wrecked it? Because if you have, and you don't get that going in the right direction. Concurrently with treating the infection or the proce- or the other metabolic issues, you'll never get better, you know? And so what I'll run on those cases is going to be a lot more in-depth than, like, the average, like, you know, kind of newer or, like, a few months or a year into the case kind of component. And I started utilizing, um, and I've talked about Cyrex before here, but they have panels that allow us to see almost every infection you could have. And it's called, that one's called Array 12. It's really cool. You guys should look it up. If you go to Cyrex.com, I mean, like, honestly, it's really, really neat. Um, and that'll let you know, like what infections have become chronic, you know? And it's kind of interesting because I'll run these on people who are chronic cases and Borelli is clean. And they're like, well, I still feel like I have Lyme. I'm like, yeah, but you have this, this, and this, you know? So like understanding that like, then I don't have to treat it or i to treat it. It's great. But, you know, people sometimes want to have that because they want to have a definition, right? Like, I don't mean that they want to, don't get me wrong, but when you're so sick for so long, you want an answer somewhere, right? And, you know, I'm going to be probably looking at five of these this weekend, at least I'd imagine. And I know a couple came up relatively clean on people who are chronically ill, now, they're not perfect, but they're expecting to see, like, this lit up like a Christmas tree. But I, I'll i explain. I'm like, you don't want it lit up like a Christmas tree. You want it to be, like, one or two things that we can, like, work toward. Because otherwise, number one, it shows that we haven't made any progress if I've been treating you. You know what I mean? Like, so that would suck. <laughs> and so, like, you <laughs> not know. Not your goal. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not my goal. I mean, like, I feel terrible about that. And then secondly, it tells me that, like, I can target. We can target. So you know, I mean, it it really is like a very nuanced process. I mean, it's so complicated and so in depth. And so, so like, it's, it's kind of a fun thing to dig into in the context from a practitioner standpoint, when you're like pulling the puzzle together. Now, it's not fun to have it. Believe me, I've been there and I empathize more than anybody could, you know, probably understand. Um, but but we, if you're getting an answer as a patient, yeah, like you
0: said, you want an answer to what it is.
1: Right. And and you know, and we are where we are. So, like basically, like, you know, once we know it, let's get it. Mm-hmm. You know, and so and and the other side to that, that's the final few minutes we can that I want to mention is and this is the more scary side of it, an infection gone too long like this becomes an autoimmune issue. Okay. So your immune system fights so hard for so long it then basically is like, man, I'm done, you know, like i give given up. So then you can start to see the autoimmune things turn. Um, you know, Harvard just admitted and it published in February that Epst- chronic Epstein-Barr is very significant impact on having MS. Like they... That's been discussed for years in my world and, like, kind of poo-pooed because, like, oh, you guys are a bunch of crazies and you think those are all bad. But Harvard admitted it. They published it. So understanding that, like, this is now mainstream, you know, like, this isn't, like, the crazy Dr. J's of the world doing this kind of stuff. This is basically, like, you know, Harvard and Johns Hopkins admitting this, you know. And I mean, if you read, like, any of Del Brenson's work— he's the guy that talks about end of Alzheimer's and I'm certified in that guy's for that guy's work from functional medicine or uh, one of these functional medicine Mm -hmm. things I've done. I don't know. It's just many of them. But anyway, the first thing this guy checks for, if you have Alzheimer's disease is Borrelia and mold. Those are the first two things he looks for. I mean, like, if they're that serious, when you have Alzheimer's disease, you look for those infections that tells you something big, you know? So understanding that like, there's a point when it flips And, like, I don't want to, like, scare people about that because that shouldn't be, like, you shouldn't be fearful, but it should drive someone to action. So, like, if you think you've been attached or a bit, whatever, like like I said, if you think that you've been exposed or you've been exposed in the past and you think you're okay, find someone to test you. It doesn't have to be me. I mean, I don't – that's fine. You know, whatever. But find someone who knows what they're doing, understands it, and tests it out and legitimately discusses it. Because this is a matter of, like – This is a big deal, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's coming from a guy who, like, thought his life was over and thought he was going to die, okay? Like, that's not hyperbole. You can, like, ask anybody that knew me. So my office number is 724-586-5858. My email is drjasongoleu at gmail.com, D-R-J-A-I-S-O-N, g o l o j u h. ugolojuh But otherwise, you know, it's probably just easier to call the office. But emails are fine, you know? Like, I get emails from literally, like, around the country, like, daily. So like, I will answer everything I can. Um, But otherwise, again, just one thing that's easy to do on your dog, take like a white t shirt, and just run it across their back. And those ticks will jump on that, you know, and then just put them in the toilet and flush them away. Like that's super easy. Okay, so basically, like, um, double check them check yourself like the first thing the best thing to do is not get a, not get bit you know that's the best thing to do so that's easy yeah. and then basically like there there are sprays for dogs and things like that but you can look all that stuff up online but otherwise i guess I'll and talk- speaking
0: online um my function first is your website yes and you go functional naturalmedicine.com you can google my function first, right. and it'll
1: come up yeah like basically functional natural medicine is actually my trademarked it's treatment protocols. Okay. That's basically what I trademark. That's what I do. That's like what I put together over my years of working. So sure. functional natural medicine is my work. My function first, you can look up. That's the name of my office. Yeah. My function first of health solutions.
0: Yeah. All right. Dr. Okay. Jason Guglio. Thank you so much.